After more than a month-long trial, after years of investigations, New York prosecutors have convicted two Trump-owned entities of tax crimes. And if you listen to the establishment media, you understand that that means that they've got him now. The walls are closing in. Donald Trump is done. Where have I heard that before? Donald Trump's done. He's done. There's no question about that. He's done. Breaking news. A bombshell. Today is a turning point. Today was historically bad for President Trump. Today was a turning point. A turning point. We're at a turning point here. The beginning of the end for the Trump presidency. The beginning of the end. And breaking news. We have another bombshell. Mike Pence might have to assume the office of the presidency. The call for impeachment. Rumblings of the word impeachment. Breaking news. Another bombshell out of the White House. I believe this is the beginning of the end. I do too. It's really the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. He may be feeling the walls closing in on him. All the walls closing in on him. The walls closing in on him. Breaking news, a new bombshell. One astrologer says this means the beginning of the end for President Donald Trump. The beginning of the end of the Trump presidency. Trump will resign. Trump is going to resign. Is this the tipping point? I know we've said it over and over. You think this is a tipping point? And over and over. This is a tipping point. And over and over. Breaking news, President Trump off the rails. It was the beginning of the end today. Okay, so maybe the libs have cried wolf before, but surely they've got him this time. I mean, I have got the New York Times report on this case right here. And right here in the report, it is clear that Donald Trump has not been convicted of any crime. Actually, apparently, he wasn't even charged with any crime. But the tax fraud does come with a maximum penalty of uh, $1.62 million dollars which even the Times describes as, quote, a rounding error for Mr. Trump. $1.62 million. That is significantly less than the amount of taxpayer money Democrats have wasted investigating and prosecuting this case. But still, according to the Times, this verdict represents a highly public reckoning for the Trump organization, forever branding it as a felonious enterprise, now perhaps best known for its conviction. So this verdict doesn't hurt Donald Trump legally or financially or politically, but the New York Times is confident that it will change people's opinions about the most famous and polarizing man on earth. The reputation of the man the liberals have spent years smearing as an incontinent, lecherous, incestuous, traitorous, insurrectionist will never be able to survive a minor tax fine. They've got him now. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. I hope we can make it through the whole show. There is a shot. We will have the technical difficulty of of the walls closing in, in which case the cameras and the desk would be smushed. But we're going to try to avoid it. I think we're going to probably make it just fine. My favorite comment yesterday is from Jodman Kuzland, who says, Michael keeps talking about how his books would be great gift ideas, yet every time I check the DW shop, they're sold out. I've become one of those desperate people constantly checking stock. Do I have to head down to DW headquarters And camp out for days until my consumer needs are met? Don't threaten me with a good time, Michael. Well, you certainly can do that. I don't want to discourage you from doing that. But also, if the DW shop is sold out, which apparently they are and probably will be until Christmas, you can get Speechless, Controlling Words, Controlling Minds, my number one national best-selling book with words in it. And you can get Reasons to Vote for Democrats, a comprehensive guide, which is my number one Amazon best-selling book uh, without words in it, endorsed by President Trump. You can get both of them anywhere. You can get them on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Indie Books, your local bookshop, wherever fine books are sold. So head on to FDW has run out. You can find it elsewhere. Okay. You can do it. You can, you can actually run down to the store, especially if you're in good shape because of your echelon. Right now, text Knowles to 818181. I have been working too hard this year. Okay. To bring you this show as a result I'll say it. I've not been working out enough. All right. I want to get in shape. I want to be fit and hot and young and sexy. 
And I don't have time to go to the gym, which is why I love Echelon Fitness. Echelon brings the gym home to me. Echelon Fitness is the affordable way to get workout equipment, a workout community, and an instructor's motivation right in the comfort and privacy of your own home. Echelon Fitness's connected app provides thousands of live and on-demand classes with great music to keep you moving. You can work at any time, day or night. Their full range of affordable workout equipment includes stationary bikes. That's what I have. Their bike is phenomenal. Smart rowers, sleek fitness screens, and an auto-folding treadmill. These are all connected to the Echelon Fitness app for the full experience. Around-the-clock classes, including full-body workout programs, will keep you coming back. One membership covers a family of five. For a limited time, our audience can get a free bike or rowing machine with a 24-month membership. This is an amazing deal, a free bike or rowing machine. To get your free bike or rower, text Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, to 818181. That is Knowles to 818181 to claim your free bike or rowing machine. Text Knowles to 818181. Message and data rates may apply. See term for details. In other news, forgetting for a second the 2024 presidential race, in other news... Uh, Georgia voted last night. Raphael Warnock has defeated Herschel Walker in the race. I'm not totally surprised by this outcome, and I'm not totally surprised that they called the race either. Yesterday and the day before, the establishment media were preparing people to say, this is going to be a close race, and uh, therefore we're not going to know the results very likely on election night. It might take days or weeks to count the ballots. Uh, but it, And it was a very close race. But the only reason that a close race would result in it taking days and weeks to count the ballots is if Herschel had been leading. But because Raphael Warnock was leading, they were willing to call the race, and the remaining votes that are yet to be counted seem like they'll break for Warnock. Uh, you can say that this is very unfair to Republicans because of the widespread mail-in ballots, because of the early voting, because of all the stupid voter laws that heavily favor de Democrats. Th that is certainly true. That was kind of baked in, though, from the beginning. We knew that that was the case. Uh, Republicans in Georgia should have done more to tighten up the election laws, if that was a real number one concern. The RNC should have done more to fight these issues. They did not. I'm not terribly surprised that Herschel lost. Herschel was not the strongest candidate. In the primary, I wasn't convinced that he was the strongest candidate. A lot of people were, were taken with the fact that he is a sports legend, and they thought that people would just go down to the ballot box because of that. Uh, I, I was never totally convinced on that. I actually think that when people look at candidates that way and they say, well, the, the candidate's just super duper famous. So therefore, all those dumb lemmings who don't know anything about politics, they'll go pull the lever for them. I, I don't think that is respectful to the voters. That was, I think, the calculus for the push to make Dr. Oz the nominee in Pennsylvania, even though I thought Dr. Oz was a very weak Republican candidate. And so I'm not terribly surprised. It's, it's also a little silver lining, not terribly consequential. The Democrats already had control of the Senate. So it's not as though had Herschel Walker won, Republicans would have control of the Senate. It would have been a better situation for Republicans. It would have been easier to pry one Democrat vote away than to now try to pry two Democrat votes away. But not, not terribly unexpected, not terribly consequential. Uh, sad nonetheless, and uh, two takeaways here are Republicans need to focus on issues that matter probably a little bit more than, than just voter ID when it comes to picking candidates, and we got to fix the, the voter laws, guys, and we got to get rid of early voting, and we've got to get rid of the widespread mail-ins, and we've got to tighten up voter integrity. Democrats are going to keep winning as long as that, as that is uh, on the table. Speaking of elections, and speaking of predictions of mine that have come correct, I really should have brought my Nostradamus hat over here because I'm, I offhandedly made a prediction at the end of the show yesterday. I said, there's this one last story I want to get to. It's the time man of the year. And there were all of these candidates, many of whom are just absolute idols of the left. And I said, but we all know that uh, it's going to be Zelensky. Almost certainly it's going to be Zelensky. And it's not going to be Elon Musk. It's not going to be this guy. It's not going to be that guy. Uh, it'll, it'll be the president of Ukraine. And it is. I just My producer just told me in my ear, it is in fact uh, Vladimir Zelensky time man of the year. And he didn't even plunge us into World War III to win it, you know? <laughs> Although he sort of tried. You have to say, come on, West, go bomb Moscow. Come on. Let's elevate this thing into a global war between nuclear superpowers. That's a good idea. But in any case, he is, he is the man of the year. So 
Uh, tough news for Herschel Walker. Congratulations to uh, President Zelensky. Let's have some better luck next time at the election. Speaking of potentially rigged elections, much more clearly rigged elections in this case, there was a new bombshell with regard to the Twitter files story. This was the story that Elon Musk uh, chose the journalist Matt Taibbi to release about how Twitter colluded with the Democrats to censor the Hunter Biden laptop story to rig the 2020 election for Joe Biden. A major deal. It's not just that they suppressed a news story. They wouldn't let you post the news story in public. They wouldn't let you privately message the news story. That was a, a tactic that had previously been reserved for child pornography online. And then they added this story that was damaging to Joe Biden as well. And then after the election, 12% of respondents to a survey right after the election said that they would not have voted for Joe Biden had they known about the laptop story. Take it with a grain of salt, but it shows you it was pretty significant. Obviously, the Democrats thought it was significant. That's why they went to such extraordinary lengths to suppress it. So one thing that was really interesting about the Twitter file story is that though it showed Twitter employees giving advantages to the DNC, taking, taking marching orders from Democrats, you didn't see any evidence of government collusion. And you will recall when I was talking about that story, it may have been yesterday or two days ago, I said, there's more to come. This isn't the end of the story. This is Elon Musk saying, here's the first part of the story, but we are going to get more. And I assume that what comes out now will be an answer to this left-wing rejoinder, which is, well, there was no evidence of government collusion. Wasn't the FBI, wasn't the DOJ. Get over it, Republicans. Well, now it turns out. Do you know who the lawyer in charge of vetting the Twitter files releases from Twitter was? guy named James Baker, who was a lawyer for the FBI. And he was a lawyer for the FBI that was very, very controversial and involved in all sorts of shady stuff. And the journalists, Barry Weiss is apparently the journalist working on the next release of the Twitter file story. She finds out, she says, wait, hold on. Who are we waiting on the vetting for? Who are we waiting on? Oh, it's this lawyer. Who is the lawyer's name? Baker. What's the lawyer's first name? James Baker. James Baker. She said her jaw dropped to the floor. Do you think that might have something to do with the fact that the FBI was not mentioned in the Twitter files release? That the guy whose job it was to scrub the Twitter files was a lawyer for the FBI, which Elon Musk did not know about until yesterday when he fired the guy? Good that Elon's fired him, but you just it's just an amazing state that we're in right now, which is that the Democrats pull shenanigans. But then so much of their corruption is not even about whatever original action they're trying to take. So much of their corruption is about making sure that the corruption they already engaged in never comes out. So much of the FBI and DOJ corruption in 2016 was about destroying the Trump campaign so that it never came out that they spied on the Trump campaign in the first place, did the bidding of the Democrats. So much of this Twitter corruption is, yes, we know they censored the story, but now you have the, this apparent cover-up to make sure that it never comes out that the FBI was involved as well, when we know that the FBI pressured Facebook to, hunter, to censor the Hunter Biden laptop story. So does anybody really believe there was no connection here, no communication between the FBI and Twitter? For goodness sakes, the lawyer vetting it was a lawyer for the FBI. Give me a break. And give me the second round of those Twitter files. Cannot wait to read it. I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to get myself a nice cup of Black Rifle Coffee. And then I'm going to read those files. Right now, head on over to BlackRifleCoffee.com. Use promo code Knowles. Black Rifle Coffee Company is helping you knock out your Christmas shopping with a ton of phenomenal new products this year. Shop the best brewing gear, thermoses, mugs, and apparel designed for folks who love country and coffee. Black Rifle sources the most exotic roasts from around the globe. All coffee is roasted here in the U.S. by veteran-led teams of coffee experts. Stuff your Christmas stockings with the latest roasts from America's Coffee for 10% off with my code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S. Better yet, sign your Secret Santa up for a Coffee Club subscription. Imagine the joy of a pre-scheduled coffee delivery. Your favorite roasts when you need them most. It is the gift that keeps on giving Black Rifle Coffee Company veteran-founded and operated They take pride in serving coffee and culture to people who love America. 
Every purchase you make with Black Rifle helps support veteran and first responder causes. Go to blackriflecoffee.com. Use promo code Knowles for 10% off coffee, coffee gear, apparel, or when you sign up for a new coffee club subscription. That is blackriflecoffee.com with promo code Knowles for 10% off. Black Rifle Coffee, supporting veterans and America's coffee. Speaking of free speech, we talked yesterday about this case, 303 Creative versus Ennis, which is a case about whether or not the state of Colorado can force a wedding website designer to engage in speech that violates her religious views. Whether the state of Colorado can force a wedding website designer to participate in a quote-unquote gay marriage. So not marriage as it was understood for all of human history until 2015, but this new definition of marriage, which takes away the intrinsic nature of marriage, which violates the religious beliefs of Christians, Jews, Muslims, and uh, many other people who have less well-defined religions. The White House has now weighed in on this question, and the White House answer is yes. We recognize the, uh, the uh, right to free speech, and we support ensuring that no one is discriminated against or refused services because of who they love and who they are. And so, as you know, we've been very clear about that. The administration believes that every person, no matter their sex, uh, race, religion, or who they love, should have the equal access to society, including access to products and services on the same terms as other members of public. Uh, look. Department of Justice said uh, in its brief that for decades, non-discrimination public accom accommodations laws have coexisted with the First Amendment. Uh, courts have recognized that we can recognize that we can require businesses open to public to service people regardless of their backgrounds, even when that means businesses must incidentally um, uh, engage in speech which they are which they disagree upon. So this is no reason to upend this balance right now. So Corinne Jean-Pierre is saying we support free speech and you should have the right to say what you want to say and not say what you don't want to say. But then very quickly, she says, also, the government has the right to coerce you into saying speech that you don't want to say and that you don't believe in and that violates your religious views. And she's blurring the lines here. She's saying, because the law in the middle of the 20th century came in and uh, forced private businesses to serve people that they didn't want to serve, so get, gets rid of this idea of freedom of association and says that to solve the scourges of racism and all these historic problems in the U.S., we're going to force you to engage in associations that maybe you don't want to. Because of that, we, we can now force you to engage in speech that you don't believe in. These are totally separate issues. But she's trying to blur the lines because Karine Jean-Pierre wants it to seem as though forcing this woman, this Christian woman, to participate in a quote-unquote gay marriage is the same thing as forcing the, the racist innkeeper or the racist restaurant owner uh, to serve black customers, when they are completely separate issues. Both very interesting questions, but absolutely completely separate. And she gives it away when at the end she says, and, and sometimes when, when we're forcing you to serve customers that you have some awful, terrible prejudice against. Incidentally, that will involve compelling speech from you. Well, this isn't incidental when we're talking about the wedding website creator. Yes, it's true. If, if a restaurant owner has to serve a customer that the restaurant owner doesn't like, that will incidentally compel certain speech like, how do you like your eggs? <laughs> do you want milk in your coffee or not? Sure. But that's very different from a person whose job it is to write, a person whose job it is to create text and rhetoric and oratory to go in and use their faculties of creativity and reason to advocate for something that they oppose. When we're talking about someone creating a wedding website and writing up all the content for that website, it's much more akin to a speechwriter than it is to a restaurant owner. And nobody would seriously argue that a speechwriter, a Republican speechwriter, is required to write a speech for a Democrat candidate. Well, these days, probably the White House would argue that, so I'll flip it. No one seriously argues that a Democrat speechwriter has to be forced to take on a Republican client and write all sorts of things that the Democrat disagrees with. No one, no one seriously argues that. But the White House is, is just saying, look, we are going to force our, 
our will on you. We are going to cram this radical and absurd definition of marriage down everybody's throat. Even if you're Christian, Jewish, Muslim, whatever, we, we don't care. Your religious views mean nothing to us. <laughs> the views, the ordinary views on marriage of everybody for all of human history until five minutes ago means nothing to us. You will comply. You will affirm the absurd thing that we're claiming. Two plus two equals five, and you will love big brother. You will say it. And, and so the, the analogy they're making is silly the comparison to say, well, look, if you're a restaurant owner, you have to serve everybody. The, the, the 303 creative lady, the, the wedding website lady is saying, I will serve anybody. I, I'm not turning away any customers, but I'm only offering this one kind of service, a service for marriage as it is traditionally understood. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm also not making websites for baseball teams. <laughs> you know, I'm not making websites for PR agencies. I'm making websites for weddings. I understand weddings to be this thing, and I'm not going to violate my religious views. Any customer can come to me. The gayest guy in the world, Liberace himself, can walk up to me and say, I'm going to get married, make me a wedding website. She will do that as long as he's getting married to a woman, which is intrinsic to the very nature of marriage. But Corinne Jean-Pierre and the Libs want to, and, and the liberals on the Supreme Court, by the way, want to blur this and say, no, no, this is just like the racist restaurant owners. And if you have a business, you cannot turn away customers because of certain characteristics. Their race, or they're this, or they're that, or who they love, or what they believe, right, on their religion. But this is very awkward. Because as the libs are, are blurring these two things and making that claim about the restaurant, they are simultaneously turning down conservative customers and Christian customers, turning them away from their restaurants. This just happened in Richmond. The liberals violating the ridiculous analogy that Corinne Jean-Pierre is making. This was down at, what is it, Metzger Bar and Butchery last Wednesday. This is a restaurant that canceled a dinner reservation made by a Christian organization because allegedly LGBT members of their staff said they would feel uncomfortable or unsafe. What do you mean they would feel unsafe? You think the Christians are going to go in with their violent prayers or something? No. No, you just don't like, they, the employees don't like the Christians. And so they say, we don't want to serve them. A Christian could never say, we don't, well, a Christian would not say, we don't like these people and so we're not going to serve them. But if a Christian did want to say that, they would not be allowed to say that. But the LGBT liberals are allowed to say that to the Christians, apparently. Uh, what did the restaurant say? Here's the restaurant statement. Metzger Bar and Butchery has always prided itself on being an inclusive environment for people to dine in. In eight years of service, we have very rarely refused service to anyone who wished to dine with us. Recently, we refused service to a group that had booked an event with us after the owners of Metzger found out it was a group of donors to a political organization that seeks to deprive women and LGBTQ persons of their basic human rights in Virginia. I'm going to translate that for you. It's a group that said, you sh- that donated to, to organizations that say you can't kill babies and that marriage is between a man and a woman. So the most basic, ordinary, good statements you can make. It says, we have always refused service to anyone for making our staff uncomfortable or unsafe. This was the driving force behind our decision. Many of our staff are women and or members of the LGBT community. All of our staff are people with rights who deserve dignity in a safe work environment. We respect our staff's established rights as humans and strive to create a work environment where they can do their jobs with dignity, comfort, and safety. Not only <laughs> would the libs defend the right of an LGBT website designer to turn away Christians who wanted to make them violate their own views on marriage or anything else, they are defending the principle that restaurant owners, innkeepers, business owners of any kind have the right to turn away customers on the very basis of their beliefs, on who they are, not for any service that they're requesting from the business, just because of who the customers are. As always, it it should go without saying, the liberals are doing exactly what they are falsely accusing their opponents of doing. It is total projection, and it is a complete double standard. But to quote Adrian Vermeule, the Harvard Law professor, as I often do, it is not hypocrisy to them. And pointing out the alleged hypocrisy is not going to do anything. The liberals are not asserting a principle for everybody. The liberals are asserting 
two systems of justice. The liberals are asserting a caste system. The liberals are saying, we will do what we want to do, and we have the right to do it because of who we are, and you people have no rights whatsoever. You Christians, and the implication is you Jews, you Muslims, you sensible agnostics. But they, they only go after Christians because there's political cover to attack Christians. You Christians, you conservatives, you have no rights. We, you do not have the right to do the things that we will do ourselves because you are bad and we are good. To quote Professor Vermeule, that is not hypocrisy, that is hierarchy. Now, someday we're all going to have to answer for all the bad things that we do, and uh, we're going to get up to St. Peter's Gate, and before that happens, you're going to want to have a will. That's why you got to check out Epic Will. Right now, go to epicwill.com, use promo code Knowles. Very, very important to have a will. A will determines how your financial assets are dispersed as well as your personal property. It ensures that your end-of-life decisions are honored when you are unable to see them through. For parents, a will determines who will raise your children should you and your spouse die before they are of age. Without a will, the state will make this decision for you. If you are just starting out and you don't have thousands of dollars to spend on an attorney, but you want to make sure your savings, your belongings, and your family are all protected, you have to create your will at epicwill.com today. Epic Will bundles your last will, living will, healthcare power of attorney, HIPAA release, and durable financial power of attorney. It only costs 119 bucks for a single person to create a will, and when you use promo code Knowles, you will save 10%. Go to epicwill.com, use promo code Knowles to save 10% on Epic Will's complete will package. That is epicwill.com, promo code Knowles, K-N-O-W-L-E-S. Take care of your stuff, take care of your family, take care of your kids. Do not let it go. Epicwill.com, promo code Knowles. Speaking of hate speech, is a professor at Rutgers University who has made the news again. I remember seeing something about her earlier, but this is a, a tenured professor, I believe, or at least tenure track, uh, Brittany Cooper. Uh, she's known as Professor Krunk, Assistant Professor of Women's and Gender Studies and Africana Studies at Rutgers University. So you can tell she's definitely the creme de la creme of the scholars. Uh, she, she has some thoughts about white people. I think that white people are committed to being villains in the aggregate, right? The real sort of issue here, and I, you know, I've heard people sort of say it, is one, I think that white people viscerally fear. It's not that white people don't know, right, what they have done. They know. They fear that there is no other way to be human but the way in which they are human, which is to, so you know, like you talk to white people and whenever you, you really want to have a reckoning about it, they say stuff like, you know, it's just human nature. If y'all had all of this power, you would have done the same thing, right? And it's like, no, that's what white humans did. White human beings thought there's a world here and we own it. Prior to them, black and brown people have been sailing across oceans, interacting with each other for centuries without total subjugation, domination, and colonialism, right? It, just as a little historical fact check here, that that isn't true. There, there. You did not have uh, black Africans crossing the Atlantic Ocean to interact with the Americans. That didn't. That that never happened. You didn't have Native Americans crossing the ocean to interact with Europeans and Africans. That that didn't happen. What what she's saying is. White people, white people are the problem. They're uniquely bad. It isn't just human nature. Listen to what she's saying. She's not saying, look, this is a fallen world, and there but for the grace of God go I. And, you know, some people, a lot of power can corrupt people sometimes. And no, she's saying it's just, it's just white people. White people are bad. Black people, non-white people in general are good. She goes on about power. I do think that all of us can sort of agree that a politics that says like there are superior and inferior human beings just isn't the way to go. And that's the thing that white people don't trust us to do because they are so corrupt. You know, their thinking is so morally and spiritually bankrupt about power that they can't let, you know, they fear viscerally, existentially letting go of power because they cannot imagine that there is another way to be. It is either that you dominate or you are dominated. And isn't it sad that that, that is spiritually who they are and that they can't imagine a sort of more expansive notion of the world? The thing I want to say to you is we got to take these motherfuckers 
Now, but I know, but like, we can't say that, right? We can't say, like, I don't believe in a project of violence. I truly don't. Cause I think in the end that our souls suffer from that. But you did just say that. <laughs> you, you just said, you, you accused white people of uh, viewing power dynamics as a relation of the dominant to the dominated and how people have to hold on. The white people believe you have to hold on to power. You're not willing to let it go because these white people believe if you let it go, you know, then the people you give the power to are just going to want to take you out. And also, I want to take these mother effers out. So she does exact, and, and she says, I'm not, I can't say that. But you did just say that. And that is obviously what you believe. What this professor, Professor Kronk, Brittany Cooper, is ex expressing is a view of power dynamics that says we need to take power from white people and then we need to punish the white people. Why? There were people out here making worlds, Africans and indigenous people being brilliant and, you know, libraries and inventions and, you know, vibrant notions of humanity and cross-cultural exchange long before white people showed up being raggedy and violent and terrible and trying to take everything from everybody. So there, there was this history of the cross-cultural exchange and inventions and all this great stuff before those awful raggedy white people showed up and, and destroyed everything. Just as a matter of historical re record, there was not. There was not. Not only was there not a long history of in invention and in exchange and trade and all, in, in all of these places, there wasn't even the invention of the wheel. The, the invention of the wheel did not occur in the Americas or in Africa. They, they didn't get the wheel until exploration, until, so you, you might say, as often the, the sort of liberals will say, the anti-colonialism, anti-Western liberals will say, they'll say, well, all these societies were living in this wonderful utopia before the damn white man got there and ruined everything. And it was all basically just Avatar and the Disney version of Pocahontas. So if, if you're going to make that claim, then you, you actually would want to say, yeah, there weren't a lot of inventions. There wasn't a ton of technology. You would, you would make the liberal claim that it's actually all of that in, invention and consumption and capitalism that destroys societies. You would say, no, 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 keep, yeah, keep your stupid inventions, Europeans. We hate, we were doing just fine without you. That would be one version of the argument. Or the other version of the argument they could make is, no, we had this thriving, wonderful society with all of these inventions and all of this technological progress, and then you terrible white people came in and, and screwed it all up. But then if you make that argument, then you can't attack modern capitalism and modern technology and modern industry as very often the, the people who make these, these kind of arguments do. And here, Professor Cooper is trying to make both simultaneously, and it doesn't work. It does not Hold up. So what is the upshot of all of this? I mean, she's, she's not making very good arguments. What is the end game here? White folks are not infinite and eternal, right? They ain't gonna go on for infinity and infinity. And that's super important to remember that white colonialism and imperialism has a beginning. And in my way of thinking about the world, that means it has an end. And so part of what we are trying to do is to imagine what it, what are the steps that we must take to get to the other side of this very inconvenient, you know, epochal interruption of like black and indigenous world making. I mean, does that give people comfort on a day to day when you like just having to deal with white folks and the trap, you know, the travesties that they create and the sense that they want to destroy the planet? Nah. Nah, nah, of course not. But, but the end game is the end of white people. And that's what we all need to hope for and wait for and pray for is that the white people will just disappear. Genocide is what this woman is calling for. Why is this clip going around right now? This clip is not from two days ago. This clip is from last year, I believe. Why is it making the rounds now? It's more important that it's making the rounds now than that it made the rounds a year ago because it's been out there before. And this woman, if she were a different race, making comments about people of another race, would be not, not only fired from her job, of course she would, she would be banned from everywhere. She would be she would be kicked off of all social media. She would probably be kicked out of her neighborhood. She would probably be debanked, okay? She would be removed from society, and she is not. 
the, the reason it matters to, that, that we see these kinds of videos and see this kind of commentary is to show you that very point about hierarchy and hypocrisy, okay? The, these, the, the liberal media want to whip us up into a frenzy about anything that you possibly could see on the right. Meanwhile, the, the things that they say, the things that they do are, are so, so much more egregious. And, and it's why I can't get worked up. It's why I just, I simply, to get right back to the first story of the show, I cannot get worked up about the things Trump does. Trump is a freaking choir boy compared to the libs. The stuff that Trump says, the, the tweets, the mean tweets, the things about people's faces, the tax issue that he had, so he's got this minor tax fine. I just, it's nothing compared to these people. The fact that, I don't know, there was some story about the Republicans pressuring someone to do, I don't even know. Remember, what was the first impeachment thing that they tried? It, does, it doesn't even matter when you look at the corruption of, of the Democrats, when you look at the way that the Democrats and potentially the government now, it seems, were pressuring social media to rig their elections. for It's just, I don't care. Because whenever we cover these stories, you, the Democrats will say, and the libs and the people on social media, Michael, you can't, you can't suggest there was a problem with the election. You can't, you can't, you have to go out, you've got to constantly attack Republicans whenever they say anything that is not totally approved by Twitter and Facebook. I don't, I don't want to hear it. Listen to the vilest, the absolutely vile rhetoric coming out of this woman's mouth. The fact that no one has cared, it's been out there for a year, that, that tells you more than anything that she or any Republican has to say. Speaking of ending things, there is some good news coming out of Capitol Hill. House Democrats are siding with the GOP against the president, against Joe Biden, on the military vaccine mandate. I love this. This is a great story. House Democrats are poised to defy Biden by joining the House Republicans to jettison the requirement for service members to get the COVID vaccine, according to a new report. Great news. What about the, the military members who were booted out for not taking the Fauciachi? What about them? 3,400 service members have been discharged from the military for refusing the COVID vaccine. What about them? Are they going to get their jobs back? Are they going to be given back pay? Are they, what's going to happen to those guys? That's the next question. We know this is a winning issue for Republicans. Th that military vaccine mandate is so deeply unpopular, that the House Democrats have to side with the Republicans against Joe Biden to repeal it. That's how deeply unpopular it is. And why are they doing that? Is it because they, they have integrity? Is it because they've got principles? Is it because they had a change of heart? No. No. What are you talking about? It's because they're up for election every two years. And Joe Biden very possibly will not run for re-election again and is, is insulated from those political forces. Now we've got to push this further. We, we should not be fighting the modest political battle of repealing this vaccine mandate. Sure, get that done. But you, you got to take a lesson from people like Trump. You've actually got to take a lesson from people with the audacity of that professor at Rutgers, okay? Make bolder demands. Donald Trump always talks past the sale. This was one of the great observations of Scott Adams. So he says, look, there was this fraud at Twitter. So now we've got two options. Either you immediately reinstate me as president or we hold a snap election. Okay. As though there were no other option there. That's, that's the way that Trump talks. That's what he does. This woman, she says, I don't like white people. So what are we going to do? We're going to uh, pray for their genocide. Not just we're going to change the law to make it tougher for white people. We're going to genocide the white people. Okay. That's not advocating that. Obviously not even close, uh, but it shows you Fortune favors the bold, okay? The libs are extremely bold. The libs right now are making arguments that a Christian website designer doesn't have the right not to participate in a gay marriage, but also that restaurants have the right to turn away Christians because allegedly an LGBT waiter just doesn't like Christians. And so that's, that's enough reason to turn them away and to, and to refuse them public accommodation, okay? They're making these arguments with a straight face. And, and what are we doing? We're saying, oh, excuse me, would you think maybe, would it be all right if maybe we just get rid of the military vaccine mandate? Please give me a break. Come on. Come on, guys. We talk about gender identity these days. How about we grow some of those anatomical features that we always keep talking about and go a little bit further and get a little bit bolder? 
Christmas is almost here, everybody. Many of you are already Daily Wire Plus members, and you get to enjoy the great content that we've released this year, such as What is a Woman? The Greatest Lie Ever Sold. If you have not been able to enjoy it because you're not a member, then take advantage of our 30% Christmas sale. This also applies to gift memberships, so do not miss this opportunity to get everyone on your list an annual gift membership from Daily Wire Plus with code HOLIDAY at checkout. Since joining Daily Wire Plus, Jordan Peterson has ramped up his already busy schedule. We've been reaping the rewards. Earlier this fall, Jordan went to Washington, D.C. to film a beautiful and engaging documentary on the Museum of the Bible. It's called Logos and Literacy. In it, Jordan meets with historians, theologians, and philosophers to discuss the history of the Bible and its influence on the world. Jordan sent us a note to say how happy he was with the way that it turned out. He actually watched it twice. No doubt you will want to do the same, but the only way you can is if you are a Daily Wire Plus member. So sign up today. Use code HOLIDAY at checkout to get 30% off your new Daily Wire annual membership at dailywire.com slash Knowles. That's dailywire.com slash Knowles today. The liberals are unpopular. The things that the liberals have done are very unpopular. Destroy the economy, their immigration policies, their foreign policy, their vaccine policies. They're very unpopular. So then you got to ask yourself, why do we keep losing? Why did Herschel Walker lose last night? Why did Kerry Lake lose in Arizona? Why did Blake Masters lose in Arizona? Why did we lose the Senate race? Why? You're going to have people who are in the more moderate wing of the party. They're going to blame Donald Trump. You're going to have people who are more in the conservative wing of the party blame the establishment, blame whatever. I don't really care who you blame, but somebody has to take responsibility. We can't just keep going on and on and on like this. So you're seeing this fight play out at the level of the RNC. Uh, there is a big fight for the leadership of the Republican National Committee right now. The current chairman is Ronna McDaniel. Uh, conservative attorney Harmeet Dillon said that she is going to challenge Rana for the chairmanship. Uh, th- there's actually another candidate, Mercedes Schlapp, who's former Trump White House official, wife of Matt Schlapp, who's the, the head of the American Conservative Union. She has also signaled that she might run for the position, though I'm not sure that she's actually announced yet. Either way, I know all of these women. I like all of these women. I w- was struck, again, as we talk about gender dynamics so much these days. Does no man want to run the RNC? How come it's only women who are saying, aren't we the traditional party guys? Don't, isn't it the old, you know, get those Gary Cooper types out there, the strong and silent type and go out there. And what happened to, I don't know. No men want to run the RNC apparently. Uh, but uh, all these women, they're great. I like them all. I'm not, not making an endorsement. We had Harmeet Dillon on our election coverage last month. I like all of them. We need accountability, though. Okay, so I don't know who's going to take the fall for what happened in the midterms. It could be Rana because she's running the RNC. It could be Mitch McConnell, because he's the Republican leader in the Senate. It could be Kevin McCarthy. He's the Republican leader in the House. It could be Donald Trump. He played a big role. It could, I I don't know who it's going to be. What I don't want is to just keep doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting different results. And you might say, well, Michael, the Republicans didn't do as well because of voter fraud and because of the rigged elections. This is the way that the Democrats changed all the rules to benefit them. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Or because the Democrats are doing ballot harvesting or because the Democrats are smarter at the ballots. And yeah, sure, I'm sure it's all of those things. Well, what are we going to do about it? Why doesn't the RNC have a strategy for ballot harvesting? Why doesn't the RNC have a strategy to get rid of ballot harvesting in the states? Why doesn't the RNC have a strategy for early voting? Why doesn't the RNC have a strategy to get rid of early voting? I just just need something, okay? It's not enough to just whine and complain and say, oh, well, you know, the Dems outfoxed us. We're hiring you to outfox them. So outfox them. Come on. I remember in the early days of this website, Daily Wire, every few months, Facebook would change its algorithm. And we were very, very reliant on Facebook for the, the algorithm, okay? So we were reliant on them to give us our views. We were reliant on them to uh, make a lot of our money. And so what would we, what would we do when they change the algorithm? Our, our website traffic would go down and we would say, oh, well, that's the algorithm. Well, no, you can't, you can't just throw your hands up in the air because then you don't have a website anymore, okay? You have to adapt. You have to win. I don't want any more freaking excuses 
from the Republican Party. Figure it out. Lawlessness is a huge problem here, okay? Look at at the Democrats. They don't feel they have to be accountable at all. Joe Biden was just asked what he is doing about the border. Here's Biden's answer. This is the border. Because there's a more important thing going on. They're going to invest billions of dollars in a new enterprise. Yeah, we got bigger problems. This is a major problem, according to public opinion polls. If you look at public opinion polls right now, the, the issue of immigration is important to everybody, not just Republicans, Democrats too. The majority of Americans want to drastically reduce all immigration to the United States. But Mr. President, you're flooding the country with 2 million illegals every single year. Yeah, we got bigger problems, whatever, moving on. What are you going to do to me? What are you going to do to me? When you're seeing this lawlessness trickle down everywhere. Look right now in in North Philly, there's a gas station owner who has just hired private security to ensure that his customers can fill up their tanks. And when I say private security, by the way, I'm not talking about a mall cop with a billy club. I'm talking about guys who are clad out in black with very impressive black rifles, masks covering their face, hoodies up, armor on, because in a major American city, the city where we had the Continental Congress, okay, the the city with the Liberty Bell, people cannot fill up their gas tanks without fear of being shot. This is a breakdown of the political order. And you're going to see more of it. You're going to see more and more. I hate to give the libertarians any credit here, but increasingly you are going to see more and more the wealthy hiring their own security. What did you think was going to happen? The Democrats call for defunding the police and abolishing the police for two years. Well, they did that in many places. And then what happens? You need cops, you you need security. And so people are going to start hiring it themselves. And this is the acceleration of a trend that has been really tough in the United States. And it's not only the left's fault. The, the, The right has actually played a role in this. For the last half century, you have seen the privatization of our country. (laughs) And I know the Republicans for many years at least talked about how great privatization is. We need to privatize everything. The government's always bad. Well, at a certain point then, you end up in a situation where the people who control your political order are basically completely unaccountable. You privatize the public square. Okay, now Facebook, Google, and Twitter control the public square, which means they control the American political order. And until Elon Musk bought it, they all hated us and they could rig elections. If you, you, if you privatize your whole country away, you're, you're, yes, you've reduced the risk of big government sometimes, but now you're just beholden to corporations. And if my rights and way of life are being taken away by some awful corporation that hates me, I don't feel any better than if the government were taking my rights and my way of life away. Democrats privatized the social sector. Republicans privatized the economy. And now we've got private police forces. That's the best we can do because we don't even have a police force anymore. Not good at all. And and you've got Joe Biden saying, oh yeah, our borders, that's not important. That's not an important thing. Speaking of unimportant things, there is a trailer out to a show that I know that they're going to make me watch. I know that Daily Wire is going to force me to watch this. And that fills me with dread. It's really hard to look back on it now and go, what on earth happened? You hear that? That is the sound of hearts breaking all around the world. She's becoming a royal rock star. And then everything changed. There's a hierarchy of the family. You know, there's leaking, but there's also planting of stories. There was a war against Meghan to suit other people's agendas. It's about hatred. It's about race. It's a dirty game. The pain and suffering of women marrying into this institution, this feeding frenzy. I realized they're never going to protect you. I was terrified. I didn't want history to repeat itself. No one knows the full truth. We know the full truth. I love that it ends on that contradiction, just to show you how stupid this whole thing is. is No one knows the full truth. 
We know the full truth. Well, you just said no one knows the full truth, man. You just, this is not giving me confidence. And there's actually some deception in that trailer too. There's a f- picture of the, the paparazzi taking photographs of, of Meghan Markle. It would seem that's the implication. It's not. It was a photo taken long before Meghan Markle ever entered into the picture. It may have been a photo from a sporting event. Or so. It was, it was, so even just that shows you how deceptive this is. But no one's buying this at all, right? No one's buying that uh, nobody knows the trouble that Harry and Meghan have seen. And it's not as though Mer- Meghan Markle had, were just drawn into the royal family accidentally. You know, she met a guy at a bar and then she finds out after she accepts his wedding proposal, oh my gosh, he's a prince? No! Oh, just my luck! I thought I met a nice accountant who would have a private life in the suburbs. And it turns out my, his name's Harry. I don't know if you know him, he's got red hair. Turns out he's a prince. Can you imagine? Ah, just my luck. Meghan Markle, who obviously went to England to go prince shopping with the goal of marrying into this family. But why why did she want to leave then? Because all she wanted was the perks of the family. And she didn't realize that the family actually serves, that the point of the monarchy is is not what the libs and the communists would have you believe, which is just to drink champagne and enjoy all this luxury. The point of the monarchy is actually to suppress your personality, suppress your personal desires, and just serve the country. You are not, when you are the sovereign, you are not really permitted to be an individual. You were supposed to suppress all of that. That's what the crown does. That's what the vestments do. That's why, this is why priests put on vestments at church on Sunday. And this is, this is why the royalty do that as well. It's not to make themselves look like a rock star or something. Quite the opposite. It's to cover up their personality and, and to, to find themselves subsumed within the institution as the sovereign. They don't want to do that. This is another, it, it actually ties in with what we, we've been talking about, about privatization, right? It ties in with this idea that neither the left nor the right want to serve their country anymore. But what John F. Kennedy said when he said, ask not what your country could do for you, but what you can do for your country, that is now a meaningless statement to both the left and the right. Because the left looks at it, they say, I hate my country. My country is an evil, white supremacist, bigoted, terrible. It's the worst place in the world. I want to burn it down. And then the right says, what do I care about my country? My country is with that government. I hate the government, the common good. I don't know what the common good means. And I'm going to assert, no, I'm not. I'm going to go down to Wall Street and make a lot of money. Greed is good, baby. Let's boost up that GDP. Let's outsource some jobs. Let's open up the borders and let's just lower wages and let's have ruthless competition. Yeah, baby. And so it's, that's what you've gotten. You've gotten two sides of the same coin from both the left and the right, redounding uh, to, to damage to the country the entire time. And it was a really dumb bet for the right to make because now all that privatization, we gave up all that power from our political order. And now it's being wielded by people who hate our guts. Not a good, it was a Faustian bargain, if you ask me. Now, you know, it's Woke Wednesday. We have a great, a great presentation today to educate all of us to open up our minds from love, don't judge. Okay. I'm, I'm going to, I want you to have your consciousness elevated with me. We're going to reserve our judgment. We're going to see how long we can reserve our judgment while watching this. The rest of the show continues. Now, if you're not a member, click the link in the description and join us.